Hello, my darlings. It's your girl, Tia. Thank you so much for tuning in to another exciting episode of I'm Here For It, the podcast. We are so excited to have you. You will never find our hands empty because we're always pulling another woman up. I'm your co-host, Tia. And I'm Tori. And I'm your girl, Trina. And we are forever grateful for your time. And thank you for tuning in yet again. You chose us. And guess what, ladies? We We choose you. you. As always, we are here to discuss your interests, address your needs, and just vibe with one another. Let us know what's on your mind, how you're feeling, what you're going through. We are here to help you walk through it all. Ladies, how y'all feeling tonight? Y'all ready to get this party started? Yes, I'm feeling good, Trina. How you doing, Tori? I am so, so excited to be here tonight. I'm so excited about this second episode. Yes, I love that energy. Absolutely. Well, this segment is sponsored by Pierce and Prescott Home Decor and Jewelry. Bold pieces for the bold woman in you. It just hits different. Up next is Trina's segment called Talk of the Town. Trina, what's new in these streets? Well, Tori, it seems that Miss Whoopi Goldberg has a lot to say about what you should or shouldn't do with your kids. She seems to think that you should not be friends with your children. The award-winning actress dished out some parenting advice. Uh, Who wants to be friends? friends with their children, she said. According to the East Coast Radio, the 68-year-old, who is a co-host of the ABC popular talk show, The View, has an adult daughter named Alexandria Alex uh, Martin. Whoopi revealed on the show that she only became friends with Alex when she was in her mid-20s. You can yell at me if you want, but I believe that is true. You cannot be friends with your kids, says Goldberg, when you have to do things that you have to do as a parent. Her co-host, Joey, um, said that uh, Whoopi, that was a little bit different to her because her and her daughter have always been friends. She said, me and my daughter are really tight. When she went through whatever that was at the age of 13 and became this whole other person, she emerged into this a prospering adult that she now is, but we were always friends. And Whoopi replied, some uh, some people are just different. So I'm a parent. I've always had the mentality of um, not necessarily being their best friend, but mm-hmm. always leaving that space um, for them to feel safe and uh, securing and knowing that they could talk to me in regards to anything, whatever the case may be. I would want them to get the truth from me opposed to going to a friend, another child and getting some bad advice. So Absolutely. I've always made it the point to have that open line of communication with my boys and never make them feel like they can't talk to me about certain things. Um, is that being called being their friend or trying to make them feel uh, emotionally available to come and talk to me about everything, call it what you want to call it, but it worked for me and mine. And I feel like having that relationship with them when they were children has made our relationship now that they are adults so much more better. Um, They are 
open to it. Sometimes they talk to me about things that I don't want to hear. I'm like, go talk to your dad about that. But at the same time, I think I've always been their friend. Now there's a fine line. They know that they can come and talk to me. Um, they may say things that uh, other parents may not accept from their children, but I never wanted my child to feel as if they had to uh, monitor or filter what they're about to say to me as long as they're not disrespecting me. So as long as they're talking with me and not at me, so be it. I, I just feel like I wanted to be um, not considered a, a a friend that you would go to the club with, but definitely a friend that you can communicate with and know that you're getting sound advice. What do you What do you ladies think? Well, I, I'll go next. Um, I'll give you a little background on on myself and um, Trina. I'm going to kind of piggyback on some of the the things that you touched on, but, um, I was the only child and I I grew up in a very strict household and nobody told me anything. And a lot of what I learned was from my friends. I got bad information from the streets and, and some of the, uh, the information that I received changed my life. Um, I didn't get to do a whole lot. And with that, I ended up becoming a, a, I was a teenage mom, you know, because Mm -hmm. I didn't have anybody to talk to. So when I had my child, I, I decided, and then there was also, I grew up with Trina and then, um, one of our best friends, Danae, whose parents had a very open, uh, line of communication with them. And they kind of let them live their lives a little bit freer than my parents uh, let me live. And I decided I'm going to go with that parenting style because to me, they got to do any and everything they wanted to do. And they turned out just fine. And, um, so for me, I I left my the lines of communication open with my daughter. I started telling her things early before she hit that age of like 15 to where you don't want me to be happy. You, you just don't, you know, you, you just don't understand me. So I started talking to her around the age of 13 about some experiences that I went through and like, Hey, you can talk to me about this. You know, we talked about boys, we talked about any and everything. So with that, I'm like, Hey, in all situations, you can come and talk to me. I'd rather I'd rather give you the real deal than for the streets to tell you bad information. And so with my parenting style, most of her friends were so comfortable with me that they would come and tell me different situations. And then, and every once in a while, it's like, okay, now it's time to go tell your mom about that. You know, I would have to tell uh, her friends to go and talk to their mom. But with that parenting style, my daughter grew up to be just fine. Just she fine. Uh, didn't have any teenage pregnancies. We we had that open conversation about any and everything. And she's actually a, a successful adult. And man, I think we still talk about any and everything in her 30s. So, but I am proud of the woman she became. And, and I do the same with my um, other daughter who's um, she's she'll be turning 20 next week. And with that being said, it's like, I talk to, to them about any and everything. And boy, do they come and tell me things that I don't want to know, but I have to, 
I have to just take a deep breath and um, just give them the give them the truth because exactly. I, I also saw something on social media that says that you know some people say uh, we're not I'm not one of your friends. You want to be their first friend. You want to show them how how um, it is to have a friend, somebody that you can trust and be open with. What to expect from that friend? Yeah. Friends. So I, I kind of disagree with, with Whoopi. I mean, but I, I do kind of understand where she's coming from. I mean, we as parents, you still got to say every once in a while, look, remember, remember who you're talking to, you know, and but for the most part, you you want to be friends with your with your kids, you especially in this day and age when kids are committing suicide, they're not talking to people. You want so much that. misinformation from social media. They click and, on and believe everything that they read. You have to rectify that. Yeah. And if it's by being a friend, so be it. I'm going to save my child and opposed to letting them just get any kind of information from this cruel world. So mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm taking the exact same approach. You know what? I agree with both of you ladies, and I'm going to give you a very good example. First of all, my mom was, I was her fifth child by the time she was 23. So guess what? She didn't have time to be a friend as much as she had time to be a mom and teaching mm-hmm. the best that she knew. Cause how much knowledge do you really have at 23? And you are my friend, basically, you know, because you, you're, you're, you're a young mom out here. So with yeah. that, I watched, um, she and her lessons were raw. They weren't friendly. They weren't you, my girlfriend. Her lessons were raw. They, I mean, she come with it off the cuff until you keep your panties up and your skirts down, you know. So mm-hmm. I didn't get those nice lessons because she didn't have time to raise six kids and be, you know, be your friend per se. But my experience in watching like my girlfriend who her mom was not so much as she wasn't her friend or whatever, but like you said, Tori, she got misinformation. So she wasn't able to go to her mom. If you make your kids feel like they can't come to you, they are going to go get that information from someone else. And Trina, you said it best. I would rather you come to me and talk to me as a mom. And my my 20 year old, he will, you know, he tests me, you know, quite frequently, but it's a, it's a, it's a healthy testing. It's a, you know, yes. it's a thing that we got. And we, I think we get hung up on, a, I'm not your friend or whatever. No, like you said, Tori, I want you to be, I want to be your friend. I want us to have a relationship so well that you can come and talk to me about pretty much anything, because I don't want you getting your information from these streets. I don't want you getting it from the internet and damn sure not our uh, media. <laughs> Uh, you know, I'd rather you come to me and I'm going to give you the best advice and the best lessons that I have been armed with uh, for you. So, yeah, I do want you to come to me. But like I said, don't get it twisted because I am that mama. I'm only 5'3", but I'm always be your mom first and foremost. You will never, ever, ever level up to my age where you think you can check me, disrespect me or anything. Okay. So we we going to yeah. keep that real healthy and real proper. And that's what it looks like. So I don't get caught up in I'm not your friend. Yeah, I am his friend. I want to be both of my son's friends. I, I, I do want to be that. But they also know that I'm mama first and foremost. Mm-hmm. That's yep. it. And as long as they know that, they will never try mama. Mm-hmm. Hello. I don't care if I'm looking up at you. I will jump up and, you know, no, mm-hmm. I'm mama still, you know, keep, let's keep it in proper perspective. Watch yourself. 
Mm-hmm. I still you know. got that cast iron and I will hit you with it. That's it. <laughs> See that black thing on that wall? Right. <laughs> exactly. So yes. ladies, let's move on to our next segment. This segment is sponsored by Tory Styles LLC, your source for inspirational base store explore prayer books journals inspirational coffee mugs and stylist t-shirts when you want the right brand and you want it customizable go to torystyles.com thank you and next up we got behind the makeup with tori tori what's going on with that lipstick <laughs> All right, ladies. Well, before we dive into this heart-to-heart segment called Behind the Makeup, we want we want you to know that this pa- platform, oh, excuse me, uh, it's all about positivity, uplifting, and encouraging one another. We want to let you know that our um, what we're going to say during this segment is from our point of view only. We're not doctors. We're not therapists. We just want you to know that you're not alone and that we are here for you. And with that being said, today's question is, what is the rudest slash meanest thing a family member ever said to you? Wow. Okay. Can I go with it? You going first, T? Well, you, you know what? Well, go go ahead. You can you can kick it well, off. I'm gonna tell you all. I, I <laughs> I've had a lot of things tell me. I just told you about my mama who didn't play. Mm-hmm. She just didn't have time. She was shorty no play. Let's call her that. And, shorty no play. But one of the rudest things and one of the hardest times that I had gone through in my life, um, I was raped before, and I needed to move back home. And my one of my sisters who would always come into my space and take my clothes or whatever. But just as a daughter, one of the rudest things and, and most hurtful things, you know, because I don't know how you come back from it. But, you know, I locked my sister out of my room so she couldn't come and steal my clothes. And my mom was like, open up the door, open up the door. And I'm like, no, I'm not, because she's just coming to get my clothes. You just really have a hand in helping her and what she wants to do. And my mom said to me, that's okay. That's okay. She'll get it again like she got it at da 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 Dunlop. And that happened to be the place where I was raped. And that was the most hurtful things because all of the things that you could wish on somebody. And when I think back to that night, I fought for my life that night. You know, so I ended up stabbing this man in my apartment and blood all over my floor. So, you know, I wow. fought for my life that night. For so for for a mom to say that to a child, you know, right. somebody you look up to, it was just, you know, uh, you can't come back from that. How do you come back from that? So I just, you know, I know there are a lot of moms out there and a lot of daughters out there, you know, and we go back to that question of the friendship with Trina. It's like, you know what? Build a friendship. Don't compete with your daughter. Don't compete with your mom. Build that friendship so you know. I mean, your friendships, we we, we build better friendships with men or women than we will with each other. And that's just one of those things that I wish I had a better place to that that should have never ever been said because I'm I'm what 57 now and that resonates it still with affects me. You. It still it affects me. So that that that's my story. And I just I want to share, you know, and I like I said, I inspire women, you know, 
be better moms, be better daughters, be better sisters, be better aunts, be better friends, you know, but don't ever say something so harsh that you can't bounce back from. My God, I'm so sorry, Tia. Yeah, my thank goodness, you. Thank you. Yeah, I that's my the feeling. Did Girl. she ever? Did she ever apologize? You know did what? She... I'm gonna say it was a blanket apology on uh, on her deathbed. She was uh, she passed away from cancer, and I, I apologized first. Like you know, I'm so sorry that maybe I didn't. I wasn't the daughter that she probably wanted me to be. Um, and, and and she said she was sorry. So not necessarily for that, but I'm going to take it and receive it as that blanket apology. Right. And I right. forgave her for it at that time. I'll never forget it because it stung like hell and it still stings like hell, you know, because that's a frightening thing that I went through. Um, and that man could have killed me that night, you know, but. Well, that was trauma. Yeah. You should, yeah. you should, first of all, you caused harm to a man that caused harm to you, like exactly. two scenarios you never experienced prior to that. And so that didn't even feel good. In your was, right, exactly, <laughs> exactly. That part, Trina, that part. But yeah, I'm what y'all got? Trina, do you want to go? Go ahead, cousin. I mean, go well, ahead. Yeah. I'll, I'll say one of the rudest, meanest things that was ever uh, said to me was, so a, a family member called, called me on the phone. I was around 15 years old and they, they were family. They, they asked for my uncle's phone number. And because this person was family, really close family member, I thought it was okay to give out my uncle's phone number to this family member. Well, my uncle ended up calling me back and I didn't even know my, he called me everything under the sun, but I, I didn't even realize my uncle cussed, but he cussed me out so bad. Like, don't you ever give out my number again. But on the flip side of that, I learned a valuable lesson that day. From now on, if anybody asks for a person's phone number, I'm like, <laughs> uh, let me um, call you back and see if it's okay to mm -hmm. uh that phone number so that was a life lesson for me and my this this particular uncle love him to death he's a very loving person but that was just one of the most meanest experience that i oh, have wow. and you're a child <laughs> and, oh, and, wow. and keep it real it was it was his child that well in my opinion i i was under the impression that this this kid was raised as my cousin he never told me that that was his son but my mother always told me that that was his that, wow. that that was his child so I thought it was okay but I never he never did tell me that 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 uh this is my child but whoops I thought, hey. but you know life lesson there and um with that being said i i can't say that my uncle is a bad person he's a, he's like one of my favorite uncles but in that instance i learned a lesson that day so well he, you, you basically kind of exposed a skeleton that he never thought would come to life that's what that and that's what he was really mad at that like wait a minute you helped them find me <laughs> and you had no clue because you were just a kid yeah I yeah, I would have never done it if I if I had a known. But yeah, I was exposing a skeleton. Sorry. But you, you were know. keeping well, and it wasn't so much as that you even knew that you were keeping a secret. That was his secret. And shame on him because 
You want Shame me to like keep your skeletons buried that I don't even know that they're skeletons. Shame on you for expecting a kid to know how to keep your secret a secret. Okay. We just, that sounds like a, a, a storyline in one of Tyler Perry's movies, or it needs to be. <laughs> Right, right. I don't think the way Tyler Perry could get four books and three movies out of it. We won't go there. Exactly. Yeah. Ooh, wow. That was cool, wow. Yeah. Well, I guess the rudest or meanest thing a family member has ever said to me was, "Um, so I, a uncle, a mutual uncle, Tori and I are first cousins, so we have a a, a lot of um." Same relatives. <laughs> right. Majority of the same relatives, but uh, this is a different uncle than the uncle she's talking about. Um, and he was in the midst of a separation at the time, not divorced, but just separated. And Tori and I, for some reason, we were in the city and we went to go and visit our aunt which was our aunt by marriage because she was married to our uncle. Keep in mind, they were going through a separation mm -hmm. at the time. But again, we're, we're kids. We're probably mm -hmm. 16, 17, probably between 15 and 17. So our whole entire life, this woman has been our aunt. So mm -hmm. to us, it didn't make a difference what they were going through because she was our aunt. We she still have cousins mm -hmm. that we hang out with. We loved, they loved us. But, you know, so we were like, okay, well, let's go and visit this aunt. We haven't seen her. Let's just go see how she's doing. So we're, you know, kids going to, hey, auntie. We ring the doorbell and she's like, what the hell y'all want? Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. We were like, uh, uh, auntie, um, so we just came by to see how you doing. And it was, she was like, basically rejected us. Mm -hmm. Wow! Absolutely no fault of ours, but probably what her wow. and our uncle was going through. But let's just say that we did not get a chance to visit her because we were not wanted. We mm -hmm. were not welcome, and we had no business of just <laughs> popping up on this woman who has been our aunt since we were babies. Mm -hmm. Wow! Well, she she, she was wrong for that. She was wrong because at the end yeah. of the day, you all were still inclusive, and she was like, "When I divorced him, I divorced all you mofo's." That's exactly what happened. She totally divorced the whole family and forgot to give us the memo because mm -hmm. the kids we didn't get an email, a text, a phone call, or nothing to let us know that we were no longer welcome. But guess what? We didn't do moving forward from that day on. Don't visit auntie. Yeah, talking about no, hey auntie, you ain't pulling up. Mm. Talk about no, hey auntie, if mm. you ain't the family member, we can't just pull up on you. So another valuable lesson learned. Um, wow. we, we were totally uh, disrespected because of whatever her and our uncle were experiencing. We were not welcome, and we did Why not go. Let it be known. Oh. Like, yeah. oh my God. When I say she made it crystal clear, she said anybody with that last name uh, is no longer welcomed at my house. And and I happen to have that last name. So, uh, who were you all at that time? Huh? I'm sorry. How old were we you were, all at that time? You were in Chicago. What? No, how old were you? Uh, between like 15 and like 17. Yeah. No. Because we drove over there. We had to be. We were dro driving in Chicago. I think we had to 
maybe be between older? 18 to 20. We were still okay. too young to too young to get, be treated like that. Exactly. And we were By so a woman weird. that whose house we had practically grown up in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We wow. did grow up in that house. Yeah. Every summer we would spend time at that house. Absolutely. So that was like a second home for us, especially for the summertime. We went there and we were treated like a family member. So we mm-hmm. had no idea that we were no longer wanted because of whatever they went through. Yep. But yeah, yep. she let us know, honey. She she didn't let us in. She mm-hmm. let us know you was not oh, welcome. Don't no, come with me. That day. <laughs> that day. <laughs> and when I tell you, we both walked out like, what was a pause? Search my probe and call me Cloudbreddy. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm like, what is going on wow. here? Yeah. It was mm-hmm. a mess. It was definitely wow. a mess, though. I oh, think that's about the meanest. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. You know, I another one from her. She that would have been the meanest. Uh, you know, uh, sorry, Uncle. <laughs> someone else that was meaner. Mm-hmm. She like I divorced the whole clan of yes. <laughs> yeah, she did, and, and she had. It was like she had no remorse. She had no love in her heart for us. She just Uh-oh. like it was like like a stranger. Like we knocked on a stranger's door. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that was that was so hurtful and so mean and so rude and just I couldn't believe that it happened, but she she definitely did. So yeah, wow. rude Watch to the degree. Absolutely, absolutely. All right. So, ladies, do you have any more to say on this topic? If not. I think that's good. I think y'all said it all. I think between Tia and uh, everything that went through, went on with her and her situation and us just being dropped because of whatever our uncle did, I think that that says enough. Yeah, that's enough. That'll do it. (laughs) That's game changing there. Absolutely. (laughs) Bye, guys. Okay. Um, if you have any questions or tips or just want to spread some love, we want you to drop it in the comment, people. Um, you can leave your questions at questions that I'm here for it. If you have any topics that you want to discuss, please let us know and um, send them to questions at I'm here for it uh, dot com. Next up, I'm sorry. Did you have something to say to you? No. Did you? Okay. Next up is Tia with court or no court. How how are you going to handle this, Tia? Oh, my God. Incoming. I'm bringing the game, you all. I'm all things dating, honey. If he does not court you, he does not get to pay on your court. I'm just telling you oh, right no. now. So oh, I'm no. going to start it with don't chase attract. And the reason I say that, I chased this guy back in grammar school. And to this day, this guy think I'm still on him like that when I should have been attracted. But when you're in grammar school, you don't know to attract or whatever. So I always tell, I like to tell women, don't chase a man, be yourself. And if he's not following you, he's not coming for you. He's not showing up for you. Keep it moving because, honey, it's a million and one fish in the sea where that one came from. So always go with somebody that wants you for yourself. 
be yourself. Don't get caught up in being this Instagram, TikTok model or anything like that. A man will take your cookies and still not want you. So mm. always say, do not tra chase a trap, okay? And learn to read the room. Again, if they're not showing up for you like they like you, they're not asking you questions to get to know you, dead their butts, get them out of there. That's it. What do you all think? I, you want to go first or Trina, should I go? Okay. Okay. I have to agree with you because the two times that I did chase a man, it didn't work out in my favor. Never done. And it's like, one, when you're chasing somebody, first of all, I believe that the man is the hunter and you're supposed to be the prey. And first of all, if you right. go hunting for a man, you will always be the hunter. And women, we want to feel safe. We want to feel love. We want to feel secure. Mm. And when you are chasing a man, you you don't get any of those things. You, you It's always going to be in the back of your mind. Does this man really love me? Mm -hmm. Is this mm -hmm. I the one for him? You'll, you'll be constantly thinking and second guessing yourself because you're, you're, you've been chasing him. And, and then it, it just doesn't make you feel good to feel like that you're the person in the relationship that's always giving, giving, giving. Right. And, and they they want to pursue you. And girl, I, I, I can go on and on and on about the things that I've done that was out of order. My mom would always right. say, and when I was doing this stuff, my mama would be like, that's out of order. That's why it ain't working for you. And I'm going, I'm just trying to make it work. Mm -hmm. Trying for you. You know, us Tauruses, we will uh, stay Girl. in something that's the expiration date. Mm -hmm. Trying to make something work that doesn't seem to work. Absolutely. But if you, if you don't chase the man that you don't chase, the man that really likes you and that is really attracted to you. He, it will be so smooth. It will be so easy and effort effortless. You're not pulling. You're not pulling, and and yeah. it, it'll just be good. So, ladies, and most of the time, I'm gonna say one other thing. A friend of mine, her her grandmother has said something about you want the man, you want to be with a man that loves you more than you love him, and Ooh. that kind of sounds selfish, but it's yeah. not because women we learn to love. And so if you over here loving that man more than he's loving you, it's it, it always leaves you feeling unbalanced. But mm. if you find a man that really loves you and you might not have even loved him that much in the beginning and you learn to love and you grow together and you build together, that that relationship will be more organic and it, it's just, it'll just be better. So. Yes. Yeah, those are my comments. I agree. Which, I like that, Tori. You, you, you're right about that. Yep. And going back to what you said, Tia, in regards to being yourself and don't get caught up in being this Instagram, Facebook, TikTok model. Ladies, we are at the age to where we, regardless to what's going on around us or in this new technology reality world that we currently live on, live in, remain humble. Focus on yourself. Yeah. Mm. Do a First digital detox if you need to, honey, because what you cannot do is compete with what's on any of these social media platforms because nine Ooh. times out of 10, what you're seeing is not even real. 
So mm-hmm. you're so busy or so consumed with trying to obtain something that's that's not even real that you're not thinking about what it is that you actually want and what you are actually trying to attract. So mm-hmm. don't get caught up in the fake uh, Facebook, Instagram, uh, TikTok, Twitter, whatever's going on in those worlds. Focus on yourself. First mm-hmm. and foremost, learn to love yourself. Be happy with yourself. And what you when you once you finalize yourself, your internally, financially, emotionally happy, everything stable for you, you will attract that man that exactly. is for you because you've done the work on yourself. So exactly. focus on yourself. Focus on yourself. Stay yeah. in your own lane and quit looking in everybody else's mirrors. Those mm-hmm. aren't yours. That's not your lane. That's right. It mm-hmm. ain't for you. It's not it for you. That's good stuff, ladies. Absolutely. Well, anything, anything, any last words? No, ma'am. I think we y'all summed it up very well. Thanks for that segment. I appreciate you all. Appreciate you all for chiming in on it. Well, let's get to our main topic, honey. Who in the entire hell ordered the hot flashes? Because baby. They I are coming it. and going left and right. Let's help these women out. Let's talk about the hot flashes, something that women has plagued us with. It is just not a fun feat at all. What y'all mm-hmm. got? Well, the- first of all, shoot, I've been flashing through this episode. <laughs> <laughs> Look, it, it don't take much for me to have a hot flash. I have been going through uh, perimenopause probably started um, at 47 and mm-hmm. I am 52 in a couple months and it's uh, I'm in postmenopause and the symptoms are still here. Mm. And um, for those who don't know about what the stages of menopause are, let me break them down for you. Yes, please. So, um, perimenopause is the transition between the re- reproductive years and the menopausal years. So you could have, I'll go over the symptoms in just a second. And then, um, then menopause is when you haven't had a period for 12 months. And then postmenopause is when you haven't had so after that 12 month period, any time after that means you're postmenopausal. Mm. But the kicker is this can go on for two years to 14 freaking years. Oh my gosh. Oh, 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 Fourteen years. Fourteen years. But I don't think that that's average. But for the black woman, it it lasts a lot longer for us than anybody. So mm. with that, yeah, it does. And with like that, it's, um, it's it's the hormonal imbalance. We're not mm-hmm. doing uh, things. We we're probably not even being checked mm-hmm. because a lot of times there's only three percent of doctors out there that are doctors uh, geared towards black women mm-hmm. that are really out there to really help us when we're going through situations like this. Um, mm-hmm. I don't go to a black doctor about it. I go to a, a, a brown doctor about it, but she's been um, trying to help me. I have taken everything from, I'm, if you're going through menopause, you probably heard of these things. I have had pellet injections where they, um, these are hormone, hormone therapy where they um, slit your skin open and, and, and plant um, 
this pellet in your body. It was mm-hmm. edible. They, right. they, 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 go. <laughs> they go into your behind, uh, the, your behind and slit your, your skin and they <laughs> um, insert a pellet inside of you. Mm-hmm. And it's supposed to balance your hormones. But what they do is they'll do a blood test to see if you're lacking estrogen, testosterone, and progesterone. So um, I've had that happen. Um, I've had that happen. And I'll tell you about that in a second. Mm-hmm. I've had the cream base where they'll um, still, they have to do a blood test and they formulate uh, a compound cream that you put on your skin. Mm-hmm. But the funny thing about that is you can't be around a man for an hour because if you have these, um, if you have this on your skin and you touch another man, hug them or any interaction, uh, skin to skin contact, they could be getting too much estrogen in their body. So you have to be careful with all of this. Wow. Now, what they, what they put this, what skin they put this cream on? Like, what, oh, well, okay, well, I've had it, I've had it um, on my wrist. You can put it on your wrist, anywhere, thin skin, or you can put it on your feet or behind your thighs. But if you're dealing with vaginal dryness, they have um they have the creams that estrogen creams that you can um put inside of you. So oh um, and to be perfectly honest, it's just it, it's a lot to deal with. And then do, um, work, do do any of those things work? Okay. Well, here's what I believe that works the best is the um in, the pellet the injection. But let me tell you what happened with that in my experience. And I'm going to tell you what my best friend's experience. So basically during the time of menopause, you're going through um, changes in your hormones. Your your hormones are all off balance. Your, right. te- your estrogen. I didn't even realize we had testosterone. I thought that was for men, but we do have testosterone. And um, your testosterone, your progesterone, and your... Um, estrogen levels are all off balance. So okay. to balance them, they the pellet injection works the best to stop a lot of symptoms. However, you know, whenever you take something, um, whenever you take a drug, because that's what it is, mm-hmm. it kind of it kind of messes with the, the normal ways of things in your body, the normal ways things should go in your body. For example, like my sex drive used to be normal. And when you take this pellet, it makes your it, it increases your testosterone to you are and you want to overdrive. Okay. <laughs> when I felt like a man, it was like I, you know how they say men think about sex 24 mm-hmm. 7. I was thinking about sex all the time, you know, mm-hmm. and then like ready all the time, which I'm sure my man man like that. You was just Bobby Brown humping around. (laughs) Also, what happened with that? The doctor told me, they said, I said, well, how do I know when this injection, when this pellet stops working? They said, you'll know. Well, from that moment, you, when I say it was like a light switch, I had no sex drive at all. And oh, it oh wow. yeah, it did, does. So that means it's time to get another pellet. Another pellet. Okay. Yeah. But okay. I didn't like that either because that means my desire is completely gone. And right. so it's based upon that pellet. 
Yeah, it's based upon that pellet now when that wasn't my normal. I mean, I'm normally attracted to my man. Right. Like, Wait a minute. I don't, <laughs> so I, I don't, I didn't like that. And, um, okay. but I kept taking these uh, pellet injections and they don't tell you that the side effects could be weight gain. And when oh, I tell no. you. Everything. Best, we are always cursed by the weight gain on everything. Yeah. Period. Weight gain. Taking so I kept taking the the pellets and I'm gaining weight. And my best friend was like, "Tori, my doctor told me that that's a side effect." And so I'm trying to lose weight because that's also a side effect. Weight gain is also a side effect of menopause. So it it, it becomes real hard to lose weight just uh, the simple fact due to the simple fact that you're going through menopause Uh and now pellets are making you gain weight. And, and the, my doctor told me, well, it doesn't affect a lot of people. I don't want nothing in my body. That's going to make me gain another pound when I've already put on this unwanted weight. And it's very hard. All of that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. I ended up finding out that there are other ways to deal with it. Um, I, I haven't gone to a um, a natural, a naturalist um, for an herbalist. For, yeah, uh, yeah, herbalist for um, <laughs> menopause yet. But I, ladies, if y'all know of one, please send one my way. But right now, I'm taking these things. I'm, now I take something that I have to put in my mouth called a trochee. So it's in between. It's like a something that dissolves under your tongue, uh-huh. and it's uh, it's the in between between the queen the cream is less effective, the um the pellet is most effective. So I take a trochee, which is something that dissolves in my mouth, but once again for an hour or two I can't be in contact. With, I can't. Yeah, I can't. Some, right. Oh, I'm so be- sorry you have to go through that, Tori. I mean, no woman yeah. should have to experience that. And not, my transition was not that bad at all. So, I mean, you know, sometimes you've got to be thankful for the transition, mm-hmm. right? And however healthy it is. And mine was nothing like yours. I'm so sorry that you have to go through that. Yeah. 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 And I, um, you know, being at my age, I'm still having a cycle still going through my, you know, um, normal monthly concerns that I, that we've always had. Um, but it's, it's really weird too, because the older that I get, it seems like the less painful that my, my, uh, monthly symptoms become, but I'm flowing a little bit heavier than I normally would flow. And, um, I also noticed that the time frame is a lot shorter. So mm-hmm. you see some changes. I don't know, if, you know, what's on the horizon next, but I had a conversation with my mom and she was telling me that, you know, it really didn't, she didn't see a lot of uh, the, the issues with, you know, menopause versus period. And she doesn't really know when the transition happened for her as far as age wise. Um, but what she did say is she got a lot of the hot flashes. Mm-hmm. Now I'm, uh, 
and always have been like a night sweater. Like I sweat in my sleep, like I'm running a dang on marathon. So I don't know if that's a part of the whole process, but I've always been a, a sweater. Like even my kids, they sweat in their sleep, you know? So I don't know if that's like normal for us or am I, is that a part of this whole change or what's to come, what's to, what I should expect. But so far, you know, I haven't had any, um, of the symptoms that I'm hearing uh, about from what you're explaining to you or what, you know, I've heard from my mom or our other girlfriends. So mm-hmm. well, I'm thankful in that area. Um, but yeah, that is a lot. I had no idea um, that, you know, that there were so many different treatments and options or, or even heard about the pellet or nice. the cream or anything as of this as so far, you know, I haven't heard of any of that yet. So Oh, honey, I just learned a few things. That's well, a it's lot. Just, Thank you, Tori. Well, let's talk about some of the symptoms for uh, perimenopause because okay. that's the period, the transition that you 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 will probably be going through it normally. It, it can happen as early as 39, but a lot of times it's the late 40s. But okay. yeah, okay. so you were saying you wanted to know if hot sweats are Absolutely. Uh, Absolutely. They're yeah. on the list. So okay. you can have cold sweats, hot mm-hmm. flashes, night sweats, anxiety, brain fog, have that, forgetfulness, mood swings, mm-hmm. low mood, sleep problems, that's that's one, breast mm-hmm. tenderness, headaches, heart palpitations, irritability, um, joint pain, weight gain, tiredness, spotting. Um, loss of sex drive and vaginal dryness. Mm. Yeah. That whopped and stopped, baby. That whopped and stopped. Yeah. Mm. As if having nine pound babies wasn't enough, they had to bless us with menopause too. <laughs> with exactly. the Wow. And menopause. <laughs> and menopause. <laughs> But, you know, I, I will tell you what someone told me because I have been searching and and, and listeners, if, you, if there's anybody out there that have gone through this that can uh, help us, please drop it in the comments or yeah, uh, yeah, share this information with us because a lot of times we do not know. Mm-hmm. Um, but I will say that if you experience like the the loss of sex drive or even the vaginal dryness, um, or the painful, it's, it becomes painful for people because it's so dry. Mm-hmm. Um, someone told me that the best way to handle it is to not have less sex. You need to have more sex. More sex, more sex so that will lubricate itself. Yeah. Women tend mm-hmm. to want to steer away from it because... Mm-hmm. Um, because it's painful, you know, I, I, I don't know um, how dirty we want to get with this or not even dirty, but I'm going to say it's that. Real. It's, it's real. real. It's real. Yeah. You're going to get it. I've had to talk to people and um, there's a product out there by, I think the company is Bonafide called Reverie. You, you can insert these, uh, vit- I think they're vitamin E pellets inside of you or whatever. Like suppositories. To, yeah, they're suppositories to build the wetness up or whatever. It's, it's not still not the same, but you know, it will help or whatever. Yeah, I'm but here I, for it, honey, whatever works. <laughs> right. And then they have these um, other 
like I think they're made by KY the KY company, but there it's an insert too, and it might be vitamin E or coconut oil or something. Um, but you can insert that in you to keep yourself lubricate lubricated, so you don't have to run from run from uh sex or whatever and and things of that nature. But it's yes, well, Tori, I think it would be a great idea. Let's drop that into our uh feed on YouTube to let you know let our listeners and viewers know like what 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 they can do and whatever. But yeah, yeah, well, that was a great show, you all. I think it was absolutely awesome. A lot of good information and content here today. So I'm looking yeah. forward to, I'm here for the podcast so we can always keep bringing them the latest and greatest with talk of the town, behind the makeup and court or no court. Great show, ladies. Absolutely. And thanks for sharing that. I know that there are so yeah. many women that's going to benefit from that information tonight um, that you shared with us, Tori, because again, I'm at, I'm of age to where I should be experiencing these, these things. And um, just to know the options that are available to me, if, you know, that I do happen to walk through any of these symptoms, man, mm-hmm. was definitely eye opening because anything that I can do to make my walk always pop. I'm going to do that. So thank yeah. you so much for sharing with us today, honey. I'm very. Yeah. Thank you. Thank also, you. Something for the hot flash is that your mom told me about Trina is this thing. Um, it's a supplement, like a vitamin you can find in the vitamin section called mm-hmm. black co-wash. It will yes. help with the night, the night sweats. So in the hot flashes, if you take it consistently. Is that, a, is that a pill or is that a liquid? Is that a. It's a pill. It's okay. a pill. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, well, thanks for sharing that, ladies. Yeah, thank you, ladies. I love it. Yes. You guys are awesome. And uh, thank you so much to all of our listeners for tuning in. And T, let them know where we can be found. Okay. Well, you can um, like and subscribe to our channel on YouTube, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, uh, always come back for more salacious topics that your girl Tori, Tia, and Trina will bring to you each each week. We're never scripted and highly addictive. I'm, I'm here, for here for it. For it. Yeah. Ladies. Thank you. Bye. Everyone, have a good night, ladies, and tune back in next week. <laughs>